operators. Parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hey, it's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Graham Rowley and I have the Parked Up Plus host, Mark Fogarty, with me. Fogs, how are you? I'm very good, Grant. How are you? It's well, it's been all go the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Oh, but yeah, lots going on, heaps going on, even though we kind of had a little bit of a break last week with not much local motorsport, which was nice because I didn't have to do too much travel. You didn't have to do too much. Uh, you didn't have to get the scoop trailer out to uh, to find any big scoops, but you did have a pretty good week uh, last week in Parked Up Plus. Of course, remember Parked Up Plus every Monday, 5 p.m. with the great man, Mark Fogarty. He delivers the news fresh, fresh from the scoop trailer. Uh, and you had a couple of juicy ones in there as well. So, as you say, it has been, it, there's been a bit going on. The news never stops. Every week, you think nothing's happening. And then when you go to do a show or write a story, as we all used to do in the old written word days, stuff comes up right on deadline. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, uh, so if, if anyone hasn't listened to Parked Up Plus, you've got to get out there and do it. You've got to, you've got to uh, get on. You're on the channel anyway, so you're listening to it. Uh, you're listening to the Parked Up platform. But every Monday, we're, we've, we've got you on breaking some big stories and you're, you're staying in the game because you've, you've done it for so long. And look, I remember reading your stuff as a young tacker and inspiring me to get involved in, in the game. Uh, and you've, you know, I guess Auto Action is the magazine that we had known and remembered you for, and most people would have read, read your words through there. But yeah, all that came and went, and uh, you're, you're still in it. So, are you enjoying the podcast way of delivering news? That was the past. This is the future. Yes, Auto Action and other print media helped establish me in the business, but. Doing this podcast has been really interesting, and I've mentioned this to you, but it seems a change of direction for me, but it's not reinventing the wheel at all, because it's actually in a different way, just taking me back 30 years or more to when I was a radio newscaster and sportscaster. And what we've been trying to do with Parked Up Plus is short, sharp, hard news, hard motorsport news delivered differently from the usual podcast and because as you know and you know it's not a comment on parked up itself but pretty much every podcast is long and well I'll say it you know it's rambling and shambling <laughs> and there's a lot of discussion that just goes on endlessly and that's what parked know, up was built on yeah well and you, you've done it well um no, but seriously, you know, people are time poor these days and podcasts have never been more popular than they are now. But we saw, you and I, an opportunity to do something in motorsport that was, a, that was, well, was news delivered differently. So I'm just doing what I used to do in the printed medium, but on the digital platform and we try and break news and pretty much every week we do. They may not always be scoops, but they're pretty much always significant stories. Mm. And we talk to the people who matter, you know. Um, we have interesting guests on 
um, well, they're not guests. That's that's the part. It's like it's old-fashioned radio. You know, we used to call it actuality. They're grabs. Talk to the people who are making the news at the time, who, who or who are going to make the news. Get their thoughts, and if the interviews with them are interesting enough, um, you graciously replay them on Parked Up. So, seems to be working so far. And yes, I'm enjoying my. Well, it's. It's back to the future for folks, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, great. Cool. And uh, and we love having it. And uh, Tony and I, when we started our pod and we saw our numbers grow, which was great, and uh, now uh, we've reinvented some things and added you in and kicked Tony out uh, and, and done, done things, doing things a little bit different, we're seeing the numbers grow again. So uh, it's been really good. Thank you, everyone, for your support out there. Please follow us on the, the social channels and offer suggestions. Who should we uh, be asking for to come on as guests? What news should we be chasing? Give us the, uh, give us the, uh, the, the scoops. Because let me tell you, the, the scoops don't fall into Phobes' uh, trailer without someone actually helping him put them in there. Let me actually, let me just play the audio of the scoop trailer backing up. Wait, can we? There it is. That's the scoop trailer unloading a bunch of scoops. So if you hear that at the start of a parked up plus, you know that Phobes has something real big. There were a well, couple. We, ho of we hope to hear more of it because they're an angry, angry mob in the scoop trailer. I tell you, I have to take out the whip <laughs> to contain them because they're all in there, you know, growling and rumbling and roaring and they want to get out. So Un it's not scoops. to be taken. Yeah. That, not to be trifled with the scoop trailer. <laughs> oh, very good. Perfect. Um, okay, cool. Well, while you, I don't know what you were doing today, folks. So today, uh, as we record this, it's Wednesday night and parked up, the regular parked up comes out every Thursday. So while you I have no doubt were just sitting down today doing not much, I was up at Winton Motor Raceway, everyone's favorite place to go to. There's a big test day happening up there. And I spoke to uh, a number of people who were on the ground, in particular, a bunch of people who were there for Erebus Motorsport. Now, they had a couple of cool things going on uh, with uh, the wildcard test for Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway. And they also had their Who's Next uh, driver search for uh, drivers that are going to uh, potentially be the next Greg Murphy, the next uh, Richie Stanaway, testing out their cars. They had four young stars who who haven't done any supercar stuff before uh, and actually haven't still really done after that test still haven't done much supercar stuff because the the car they were racing technically isn't a supercar it's that uh, mercador it's the um what, what, what would you what would you call a uh, a crossover between a commodore and a mercedes supercar well it's the car of the future mercedes amg rebodied as a zb commodore but underneath it's still the Mercedes, so it is a a unique beast. I hope it, one yeah. day they re, they reconvert it to the Mercedes because that's an historical car for sure. Well, what would you call that thing? Is it like uh, did someone once call it Frankenstein? Um, something like that, yeah. Well, Frankenstein's monster, but uh, no. What would you call it? So it is the Mercador, or it's the the Comedies. <laughs> comedies yeah, cool. I, I i don't know but that to me is in an historic car and i hope they reconvert it back to what it is one day because 
you know, I mean, we'll get into it one day, but that whole Betty Clemenko, Mercedes AMG foray into Car of the Future was, well, that was an adventure to say the least. But yeah, I mean, privilege of rank, you got to go to Winton today to see the <laughs> test. I mean, <laughs> what did I do? I had a chat with Murph as he drove back on the Hume Highway and helped relieve his boredom. And um, as you would have seen up there, he was pretty happy. And by all accounts, Richie Stanaway did really well. Yep. Yeah, they both did really well. It was not like Murph was reinvigorated. He, You could see that uh, just talking to him a couple of times in the lead up to it, I wasn't really sure if he was that keen on on doing it. The big reason why this has all happened was to to give because Boost Mobile czar Peter Adderton is a big fan of Richie Stanaway's and also a big fan of Murph and and Addo had asked Murph to come back and help uh, Richie through this wildcard program with Erebus. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. Murph wasn't super keen. It was not not um, thrilled about doing it. I think he was quite happy that his time had gone. But yeah, I don't know. I saw something different, and I heard something different in his voice today that felt like he he was uh, he was back up on the wheel. He hasn't done it for eight years. Completely understand. He's, He's repaying a debt. Peter Addison backed him back in the mid nineties. Yep. And was fundamental in Murph getting to where he got. Um, which you know pretty high um so he's yeah he's repaying a favor and whether or not this is his last bathurst who knows you know he's just got to quit himself well for richie stanaway it could be a reinvention a renewal a redemption if he performs well because he's undoubtedly talented he's just he's just a very strange young man but being a strange young man doesn't mean he's not an asset. And if you know how to handle him, he could be very effective. So maybe this is his path back, which would be a good thing because I like Richie. He was, yeah, he was unusual, but there's something about him that said he could have been useful if the teams for which he drove knew how to utilize him, which uh, in the end, they clearly didn't. Yeah. Well, uh, Erebus has had a little knack of getting the most out of different talent over the years. Uh, they were they were able to really harness David Reynolds, who we all know is a great driver. Uh, however, he does like maybe like Richie also has his quirky ways. So yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. Do you, what do, think, you think? do you think? Well, no, he, David Reynolds quirky. Definitely, that doesn't begin to describe it. Definitely quirky. And we love him. We love him for that. Yeah, he has. But he you has to. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get with Reynolds. David though. Reynolds has to reprove himself. That's his mandate this year. Well, that's uh, that's his deal with uh, the Groves. Today, we're, we're all about, or a little bit about Erebus. Uh, mostly about Erebus. Because while I was up there, I was uh, just fishing for things to do, folks. So uh, I don't I don't have my own scoop trailer. But I, I pulled out a little fishing rod aka my uh, microphone and uh, mm. just went and grabbed a couple of people uh, now the first one that i got was greg murphy the man himself four-time bathurst winner a legend of the sport a kiwi hero uh, and i asked him what it's been like to uh, to get back into it get back behind the wheel of a of a supercar today at winton on his road back to bathurst here he is 
On Parked Up, of course, we're powered by race fuels. Greg Murphy back in a supercar, but it felt like it almost wasn't it wasn't going to happen. It's taken a long while to get here. Yeah, and um, I didn't wasn't even sure this test was going to happen. So, uh, um, but we are. We've it's all come together, and, and actually, you know, one uh, day of delay has has been the right call too, because um, you know uh, it's important to get dry running in these cars to to get you that that familiar feel again. Um, we certainly don't want to be running around the wet wasting a test day, so um, it's been uh, been good that we postponed, and there's a few cars here today as well to uh, hopefully put a little bit of a, a line down on the racetrack, and um, you know, so far it feels feels okay. Like, um, the, the car is very different um, to the last time I drove a car here in the dry, and, and how you find the top lap time Okay, similar kind of things, but the, the way uh, the current supercar needs to be driven is a bit different to what I was very, you know, had become very used to. So, just to, you know, starting to understand that a little bit more and, and uh, chase uh, some of that technique. Um, but you know, um, it's not too bad, and, and I feel reasonably comfortable in the car, and it's not not like it's 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 totally alien. Um, um, not that I knew it was going to be, but I was still a bit worried about it. Yeah. Doing a lot of preparation though, from afar of course, over over in New Zealand. Well, tell us some of the things that you are doing uh, to get yourself right for your return to Bathurst. Yeah, listen, it was important to um, to you know put the effort in outside the car too, and, and um, because you know there's a, not that I have a big expectation on what uh, we're looking to achieve when we get to Mount Panorama, but you've got to you've got to put effort in everywhere just to justify actually bothering to do it in the first place so so that's been good because I've you know got back into the gym and, and been working pretty hard there and and focusing on, on on my fitness that side of it because I know it's going to be very physical and uh, so that's that's been a, a key part of it and maintaining that is has been really good and I've actually enjoyed you know doing the training um, and then uh, on top of that a bit of driving so you know last year the way it all ended up, it didn't didn't matter. But I had planned to be doing quite a lot of um, uh, sort of GT driving last year, and it all fell apart because of COVID. So, you know, um, not not going to Bathurst probably worked out in that that respect. Um, this year, we're back to doing some racing in New Zealand and and spending some time in some race cars. Um, you know, not direct comparisons, definitely to a supercar, but but at least it's some miles and spending decent amounts of time. You know, an hour, hour and a half in a in a car and a in a stint kind of thing. So it's good to have that um, endurance sort of. Sp- aspect going on um, and we've got a bit more of that too to do this year before um, before we go to Mount Panorama so you know there's some good stuff going on there I'm not spending enough time in my sim um, struggling to to, uh, to put that into action um, but I, I do need to get back to get a little bit more on that as well just just to try and find the consistency it's not about so much the learning it's it's really just putting your that mental side of things together and sitting in there and actually being consistent and not running off the road, not rubbing off walls and that kind of thing and just try to, to piece all that together um, from a consistency basis. So, so you know, we've got a little bit of time and but it was good to get this first test done so we can walk away from it, got a little bit of a break, um, talk about what we need to focus on and, and then, you know, hopefully when we get to the next test in August, um, Everything flows and is uh, happening, happens a little bit, a little bit easier from my perspective. But I'm watching Richie and he's falling back into race car driver mode really, really quickly, which is awesome to see. Mm. Well, tell me a little bit about Richie. You were just saying just before we spoke that 
you could you were enthused by how mm. he was getting back into it and uh, you know getting excited about all the things that race drivers should be getting excited about. Yeah, it just looks you know looks like he hasn't been away from it really in respect of just um, how he's going through the motions and. Um, and talking with the engineer and looking at the data and all that kind of stuff, he's just, he looks like he's just straight back into where he was and it doesn't look like, it doesn't feel like or see, seem to be three years since, since you know, he last drove a supercar at all, which I knew would be the case, but you sort of, you know, you're hoping that that's going to be the way it is, um, but you never know, but now it's, you know, had certainly had nothing to ever worry about and I think he, he feels really comfortable and looks comfortable with him, but someone of his calibre, you know, I'm not not really surprised and no one should be surprised that he just is just jump back in the seat and and it's all it's all just pretty standard operating procedure for him yeah talking of comfortable you look comfortable in this race suit uh <laughs> is this it's warmish it's, it's at least got a little bit of little protection from the uh elements that are out there at the moment but yeah no um i've been in a, in a few race suits lately which is which is good but uh yeah just a little bit anxious getting back in a supercar and I'm just going to make sure, you know, my expectations are held in check, and and I, you know, so I didn't really have any. But you, as soon as you get here and you get in the car, you you still want to be better and improve and make progress. Um, and uh, you know, I've got to, got to start really thinking about um, the, some of the areas where you know um, it seems the norm now is how you know where time is found, and uh, that's evolved definitely since I last had to focus on driving a supercar. Of course, we thank Murph for his time there. And now, uh, are you cutting? You're cutting my grass there, Rails. Well, I had I had to speak to Murph. Like I love Murph, legend. Yeah, awesome. Well, you, no, I think you're cutting my grass. You can. You you, hey. you, you, you Maybe maybe you may be hearing more from Murph on Parked Up Plus next Monday. Well, I hope you can. Uh, I didn't ask any big breaking news stories. I was kind of insightful in depth. You can go for the hard-hitting news angle. Oh, what okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be tabloid Terry, will I? Yeah, <laughs> set, set the dog on him. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's uh, the plan to hear from Murph after he's had a bit of reflection about his test and where it's going. And and we're talking about these wild cards. I think the most fascinating wild card is the Bathurst Builder. The Bathurst Builder, yes. Yeah. You did, uh, you Michael had spoke, Anderson. You had spoken to him, yes. Yeah. Well, look, and I was... He was, was interesting, gonna... and we can we can hear that interview, and we'll have a chat about it afterwards, hey? Yes, we will, because you did speak to him, and we will chat about that. This is... We're all about the wild cards today. Um, okay, so after I spoke to Murph, I, uh, I grabbed Richie as well. Now, Richie did try to avoid me on a couple of occasions, but I eventually just wrangled him down. Um, uh, and yeah, he was, he was good and he was upbeat and I'm sure everyone will, uh, will appreciate this little chat here. It's Richie Stanaway. Richie Stanaway. Awesome to see you back in a supercar. What's your first thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, great to get back in a car. Um, yeah, obviously that having that one year delay has, uh, built up a bit of anticipation and then with the day being rained off yesterday as well, that only added to it. So it's good to finally, um, yeah, turn off the pillimeter and, and get out there and, and get some laps in. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good fun. I guess it hasn't been too long since you were last racing these uh, full time, just in that little time, and, you know, different team as well. 
some of the differences you might have felt between you know last supercars and this one? Initial impression of the car is, is really good. Um, yeah, relative to what I remember feeling here in, in back in 2019. So um, yeah, I was impressed with it straight out of the gate. Um, but for me, it's just a matter of, uh, I guess, getting up to the to the limit of the car. You know, it's it's not so hard to get there or thereabouts, but it's finding that last little bit that will be the hardest, and that's what will take the time. Um, and you know, obviously, going up against all, all 25 of the best guys that drive them every two weeks. So, you know, it's just going to be that last bit that'll be that'll be hard. So, um, yeah, just got to press on and get some more laps under under my belt and. Um, yeah, just build up to it. You must be encouraged seeing the speed of Brody and Will in what will effectively be exactly the same car when you, you know, watching from home. Yeah, I've I've seen the, uh, my fair share of Erebus onboards at Bathurst, and I've been a bit envious at times. So um, it'll be nice to to get out around there and and feel it for myself. Of course, you've got the great man Greg Murphy alongside you is a close friend of yours and a huge supporter must be great to have you know someone of you know his stature and his caliber in your corner yeah it's it's pretty special for me to share a car with greg and um, have his his race number and yeah it's it's um yeah it's it's a big part of it for me and um it's going to be really enjoyable just working with him and uh, being in a car with him it's um yeah it's a dream come true for me so looking forward to it Cool, and I guess uh, we probably want to see you back here full-time as well. Uh, yeah, lots of things need to happen for that, but you, do you have that in the back of your mind? Do you want to just do the, the best you can to put yourself in a great spot to be back on the radar? Um, right now, it, uh, my focus is just on this wild card, and um, yeah, I think if we can, if we can get to... Um, those last few stints at Bathurst in a reasonable position. I think that'll be like a, a true test for me to just sort of see where I'm at. And yeah, if, if, if my pace is there, then yeah. But um, if not, then, you know, I think I'm destined more for, for co-driver land. But um, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I, my guess is as good as anyone else's. So um, yeah, I'm just going to focus on, on Bathurst and try my best and, and see if I feel like there's something there that I could, that I, you know, would be worth me coming back full time. But unless I feel like I've got something to show full time again, then um, yeah, then I, I wouldn't consider it. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, now a couple more tests before we get to the Repco Bathurst 1000. Are you going to do any other driving? What 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 are you going to use as preparation for the great race? No, I, w I won't be doing any other driving. I think. It's best just to focus on this and um, yeah I mean they're a unique car I don't, I don't think if I went out and drove a GT car or something it would really help me I think it's best just to get my mind in gear for, for what these cars need and um, you know I, I'm racing in a supercars league on iRacing which is it's good just to um, stay sharp and um, but as far as real life, yeah, I'll just be second of these test days and going from there. So that was Richie Stanaway. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he looked good. He felt good. 
uh, as you had said, uh, Mark, with your conversation with Murph, he was quite, everyone was really upbeat about how Richie did. No one more so than uh, Barry Ryan, who I also grabbed. Now, Barry, of course, is the team manager. Uh, I don't know. Barry gets a, uh, he gets the big, bad Barry rap. What, what do you, what's your take on Barry Ryan? Yeah. He's big, bad Barry. <laughs> he's big, bad Barry. He uh, he's always, yeah, super, but he's, he's, he's more super bu- nice to me. Yeah. But he's, yeah. He's more buck than bite to be, to be fair, but he rules with an iron rod and you either do it his way or it's a highway as far as I can tell, but it seems to work. I mean, it's very old school. I mean, he's the last of an era of despots who yeah. run teams, you know, and he was schooled by the best, you know, Larry Perkins, Jeff Gregg at HRT, and he's part of that era, but <laughs> you've got to say he's out of his time, but he's well in his time because it, 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 it works. And he does at least, at the very least, he talks a lot of sense, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, very much so. Very much. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Seems to be getting the results. So uh, yeah, maybe there's some of the uh, younger guys who have similar roles to him or are coming their way up through the motorsport ranks can look at uh, Baz and see, you know, how he goes about his business and uh, take take the best bits out of out of what he does because he seems to be able to get the results. I don't know if that TV show was super fair on him. Did you watch much of that during the COVID period where they brought out that, that 2019 uh, yeah. Erebus thing? And yeah, he was, he was quite, uh, quite the, the, the mean man of the show. He was demonized. No doubt about that, but no less than Gunther Steiner from the Haas Formula One team in Drive to Survive. He, you know, he was the controversial center point of it. And with clever editing, he was made to look like the bad guy. Mm. Um, not in not 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 entirely unjustified, I have to say. And he would admit that. But yeah, it was probably a bit over the top, but made it for entertaining viewing. And as I said earlier, he he is old school. He's, you know, budding young team managers. Probably don't model yourself on him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, yeah. because in this day and age, that's not the way it works. But it does work under a very eccentric team owner like Betty Clemenko. Yep. Well, I, uh, as I said, I spoke to Baz and uh, he was in great form. And he spoke not only about uh, the Murph and Stanaway wildcard entry, but also their Who's Next Driver Talent Finding Program which they had their four young bucks, four young stars having their first laps in the Mercador around uh, Winton. Here's Barry Ryan on Parked Up. Baz, you've got two programs running here today, Wildcard and the Who's Next driver, driver Search. Just first on Who's Next, just tell us a little bit about the program and, and what it means and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, so well, I guess we're trying to, exactly how it says, we come up with a simple name, Who's Next? So we're trying to find who the next superstar might be in the future and we put it out there and um, got about 60 or so applicants and some of them are like guys I've never heard of but when you see their what they've done and their ability in whether it's karting or 
formula racing or tin tops, whatever they've done, they th there's some really good kids out there, so it's a good opportunity to give, give them a go. Um, we've got the Mercador we set up, which is just a training car that we've, um, it's probably about super two spec uh, speed, and it's just perfect for training these kids, and it doesn't cost us a lot to run because we've got some, you know, bits left over that we, you know, we um, don't race with anymore, so you know it's just a perfect program to get these kids an opportunity to drive a supercar that's a real supercar, and we get a chance to see how good they are. You've got four guys here, all from different walks of life. Yeah. Uh, who's who's standing out at the moment? Yeah, I don't know, they're all they're all a little bit different in, in experience. Like Callum Hedge has obviously done some Career Cup stuff, and he's already shone in that, and he's done a lot of stuff in New Zealand since you know he was very very young and. You can see he's just got a lot of natural ability. Um, young Tom Heyman, he's only 17. He's doing um, from karts to Aussie race cars, so it's a big step to supercars. He's doing really well. Um, Kyle Gurdon, he's um, from TA2, but he's done, he's done a lot of stuff as well, you know, junior karting and stuff. He's a standout as well. Um, and Jordan City, so Jordan's done karting through XLs and Formula Ford. I think he's currently leading or second or third in the Formula 4 Championship and yeah, he's really good as well. So they're all really good. Callum's probably a, a little step above at the moment just because I think he's done probably more of the career of Cup which is more sort of a senior soul racing so yeah, he's he's, uh, he's going really good but they're all um, they're, they all look like they should be here that's the main thing so you know we'll all give them a report card at the end of the, the, end of the day and sort of say this is where you need to improve and this is where you're really good and um, hopefully it'll help them move forward, whether they're racing with us or with another supercar team. So what does the winner get? What's the what's the actual what's the end game for these guys? Oh, probably just the experience, really. Like we haven't set up as a prize, but obviously if they're if they're a real standout, we'll want them back and do maybe a proper evaluation day in one of our um, race cars. So that's probably where it'll end up with um, the guys that really stand out. So we've already got another four picked out for. Um, a test day in August, so um, yeah, we'll just see how these two days go. Then we'll decide whether we do more. And, and some of the guys that aren't ready, we've um, we've set up a program now. We're going to do in late June at Norwell. So Paul Morris has obviously been behind a lot of these kids, and we're going to get them all there and sort of focus on driving the supercar. So some of the kids that aren't ready, they might be just straight into go karts. They'll go to Norwell. We'll spend half a day with them, and and they'll know then, or we'll know whether they're ready to go in a supercar. So. You know, it's a big step, so we don't want to chuck anybody in the deep end. So, you know, these kids have um, shown that they were ready to drive a supercar and they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, great. We just don't see enough young guys coming through with the opportunities that, you know, people like Craig Lowndes, Greg Murphy yeah. here got at a young age to jump straight into yeah. top level. Uh, you know, would, would you like to see more young talent given opportunities at a top yeah. level faster? Yeah, 100%. It's, and it is really difficult with the way the supercar rules are written. And, you know, the, the car we've put together, it's, it's, it's supercars have been good with it, allowing us to use it. And we're not using it for testing to make our race cars faster. I think they see that. And, you know, Dunlop have supported it that we can get some tyres and sort of make the program real. So, you know, it's a thanks to supercars and Dunlop too that they're allowing us to be able to run that car with um, a proper program. So. I'd love to see more young guys 100% in the category, and and you know if we can pick the best ones, and hopefully they they, they come to Erebus, and um, but if they go to another team, you know we'll feel uh, that we've accomplished something. Like 
Yeah, you got to look at Brock Feeney. We gave him a co-driver session back in 2018, I think it was, when he was 16, or just turned 16. So, yeah, we're proud of those sort of things that we've done in the past, and we want to keep doing it. Uh, you've also got the wild card here as well. It seemed for a long time that that thing was yeah. just not going to get off the ground, but yeah. uh, it, it has, uh, and they both look like they're uh, they're here, they're ready, and they uh, look the business. Yeah, they're both um, like a pair of old comfortable shoes. Richie's jumped straight back in, and he's going really good, and um, he's probably doing more laps today than Murph, but Murph just wanted to get back in the car today and feel that he can do it, and I think he's, he's ticked that box. He, He's got a big smile on his face and um, looks like he's he's ready to have a big crack. So, yeah, we've got another two test days. So by the time they get to Bathurst, Richie already looks like he's ready to go. And Murph's not far off. So it's, it's actually exciting. It's going to be good to see how they go. Uh, the car looks good in its testing livery. When do we expect to see it in its uh, full Bathurst hues? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think um, Boost actually designed this one themselves. And it looks really basic, but it actually stands out really good on track. So... Maybe they'll scratch their heads and go, maybe we stick with this. But <laughs> It'll be good for the sticker guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're always um, up to do something that stands out and better than everyone else. So, yeah, um, it's a real big kudos to Pete Adderton and Jason Hayne for putting this program together and, um, yeah, Pete's passion for doing it and, you know, um, making sure that Richie and Murph get the opportunity is unreal. Yeah, now um, Murph is quite comfortable in the fact that he's here for for one race, yeah. but I guess the the motivation is to get Richie back, and maybe just from what you've said, uh, sort of loosely there, is that you know he's he's fitted in, and you can see that he's he's ready to go. Do you think he's um, you know capable of getting back into a full-time supercars drive? Yeah, based on the few hours we've seen so far, yeah, and I, I didn't know Richie that well. I've obviously talked to him a bit over the last couple of years because of this, but. Um, yeah, he seems really focused and whatever he's done back home and his lifestyle he's living now and he looks really fit and he just seems like a really focused race car driver and you know, the times he's doing already, he's, he's not far off where you'd expect him to be if he was in main game. So I think he could definitely have a seat back in the main game and, and be competitive again. And we thank Baz for his time. Now, folks, the giving those four young guys a chance, we just, and, and I brought this up with, Barry, we just haven't seen young guys given a chance at the top level of supercars for some time. Now, guys like uh, Craig Lowndes, Greg Murphy, uh, Stephen Richards, Garth Tander, a lot of these guys, most of them, all of them, I think, had jumped basically straight out of Formula Ford into supercars. And we don't see that very often. You know, you've got to go through Carrera Cup more often than not you're coming through Super 2 we just we just haven't seen a, a purely young guy jump out of a junior category or come from nowhere effectively and and join in what's what's your take like should some of our team owners in in supercars be taking more of a, a risk and uh, giving young guys a chance very very early in their career well it's different times but equally if you look back to when particularly Craig Lowndes came through and Garth Tander, they broke the mould. You know, they were young guys who broke through and got top drives after quite a few years where team owners who were invariably top drivers like Dick Johnson or Glenn Seaton were very, very, very wary of youngsters. So maybe the worm has turned and 
we're getting back to grooming youngsters and there is now a much more defined ladder system. And I think there are several young drivers poised to break through uh, and you know, they're not rookies anymore, but particularly Will Brown and Brody Kostecki, you know, they're clearly the future of supercars. And it's all very well that Garth Tander is still a very effective co-driver and so is Craig Lowndes, but their time is very limited. So we have to look to the future. And I think teams are looking to the future. There are new young guys, you know, the Zane Goddards of the world and lots of young blokes who we don't necessarily know a lot about, but they're poised to come through. So I think the modern system is, is actually starting to work and there will be a big changing of the guard very soon. Well, it's uh, it's got to happen at some point. Uh, as you would know better than most folks, nothing stays the same forever, right? Well, I'm possibly a living legend of that. <laughs> and um, But it's, you know, we've veered away, but back on the Bathurst wildcards, I still think that Michael Anderson is a wonderful wonderful Bathurst 1000 story. He is such a throwback, you know, to the, well, to the great privateers of the past. You know, this is a bloke who, you know, he's a reasonably accomplished racer in his own right. He runs teams in Super 3 and Super 2, but he's taking the big step in his own backyard. You know, he builds homes in Bathurst and he's going to do the Bathurst 1000. Maybe I'm a sucker, but I just think it's a wonderful story. Yeah, it's cool. It is. Uh, it's good. So he's going to. Uh, he's bought a DJR Mustang car that has recent race history. I think it was raced by Fabian Coulthard. Yeah, it's uh, the infamous Debris car. Ah, there you go. Of course, it's got heaps of Bathurst heritage and and pedigree. Eva Grant, is have a wrong? listen to him. Have a listen to the full talk that I had with him earlier in the week. Ah, uh, okay. And just... Is that going to help just, me? Just, yeah. Just <laughs> listen to the enthusiasm and the sheer ambition of the guy. It's amazing, I reckon. Cool. All right. Well, let's throw to it. Let's throw to it. Uh, we've got a couple of other chats that we did at Winton, but um, Michael Anderson is a Bathurst 1000 rookie. He's done some Super 3 racing and some super two racing he builds homes for a living it's a very very old school bathurst way of uh, getting into and through the great race so our man here mark fogarty spoke to him earlier and here's the chat michael anderson welcome to parked up well certainly a big undertaking a wild card at bathurst now that the news is out and about how's it all shaping up yeah, everything's coming together quite nicely, to be honest. Um, now, as I said, this has been a bit of a um, process over a few months, just getting our um, wildcard approved by the Commission, super licences, that sort of thing, um, to get approved. So now everything's been approved, and that's coming together quite nicely. We're sort of getting um, down to um, sorting out um, going forward with our test days. Um, where I, I got an opportunity to drive the car last Monday, and then on Tuesday, again, just doing some ride days. Um, but basically from that point now it's full steam ahead into basically um, our test days for the big race. On the surface, this looks like a very big undertaking for a builder from Bathurst. 
Now, I know you've got some background in racing, but still, this is a big commitment. Well, that's 100% right, yeah. It's now, it's now the, to be honest, it's one of the biggest races in the world, um, not just in Australia, but as I said, it's always been a goal of mine to uh, um, drive in the 1,000, and now it's um, all coming together um, this year, which is going to be a... Um, a very um, exciting year, not just for this Bathurst, but as I said last uh, uh, race at Mount Panorama that'll be Ford and Holden. Um, so there's a lot of our last um, Gen, Gen 2 generation cars that will be racing there, so in the actual main race. And to be a part of it, not only that, to be a part of it, in, like to, in my eyes, one of the best cars that have ever driven around the track. Um, basically, from our point of view, yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing bigger. Um, yeah, basically going forward. How do you resource this? I mean, it's a, it's a big step up. Funding it, finding crew. How do you do it? Basically, as I said, with um, dealing with Ryan Storage from DJR, he's been absolutely exceptional. Every part, every discussion, everything we've done from um, the first meeting right through to basically where we are today and where we'll get through to the 1,000, he's just been... Um, absolutely perfect. I couldn't have faulted him in any which way um, in every dealing, every involvement going forward. Uh, ben Croke from DJR has been um, exceptional as well. Um, just getting everything, all the little bits and pieces lined up. Obviously, they're still running their um, race team is basically what it is, and we're getting um, some involvement from them to help run this uh, um, operation at the at the Mount. Rob Herod has been um, exceptional too with all of his involvement now going forward, uh, going uh, especially into the future as well. Um, yes, yeah, so it is a very big undertaking. We have got uh, time, a bit of time on our hands to the 1,000 basically in October. But yeah, we've basically got everything, crew, um, cars, everything like that basically sorted now. The only, the only uh, one at this point we haven't 100% in, on paper is uh, the co-driver at this point. Um, there's a few, a fair few options we've got there that we want to try and uh, make sure we can try and pursue and make happen. But at this point, as of today, nothing has been um, put on paper as of yet. Speaking of your co-driver, I'm hearing that you're looking to sign either a big-name IndyCar driver or maybe even, you know, a high-profile NASCAR driver. Am I on the right track? To be honest with you, there's, um, I've had ever since the... We had definitely had some discussions before that with different drivers. We can't say who and why and when. Um, but we've ever since the Friday of this coming um, been actually announced to the world, I suppose, uh, that we've had um, people inquire about driving from all over the world, to be honest. Um, there's drivers there that have said getting an opportunity. I think most people now realise the biggest thing is it's in a DJR Team Penske Mustang. It's not like a, um, a car that hasn't got any pedigree um, whatsoever. Like To me, it's one of the biggest team, or it is the biggest team over the last, especially 10 years that have actually shown um, that they've got the speed, got the drivers, and as I said, their um, cars, their outfit, everything they sort of work together towards. It is sort of the pinnacle of the sport when um, Roger got involved he got involved in a very big way and it definitely is showing um, and that was probably the biggest part for me going down the line of the DJR um, Mustang rather than um, the other Mustangs on, around was basically as I said they were the unbeatable car to be honest uh, especially when Scotty was here um, him and the car were basically an unstoppable duo and the team um, 
as much so. So you're not ruling out a high-profile co-driver from overseas? Not ruling out anything. The biggest thing that um, we've got uh, to look into and that sort of thing is the world we live in today uh, with COVID, COVID lockdowns, all this sort of thing. So not only that, we're going to have an A driver, I suppose, lined up that we would like to work towards, but, um, yeah, definitely need a B and C to um, keep in the mist as well. Um, but, yeah, we've got a few... Um, options we want to try and do. I'm not ruling out anyone from Australia, certainly not either. Uh, the ones we talk with as well. So um, yeah, that's a bit to, a bit to play out, but we've got a little bit of time now before we need to start really pushing forward with our test days and that sort of thing as well. But um, yeah, nothing definitely at this point, nothing's 100% locked in. And how good will it be if Ando, I don't know if that's his nickname, but I'm calling him Ando because. <laughs> Because you would, wouldn't you? That's right. How good it would it be if he actually snags a top-line international co-driver, you know, from IndyCar or NASCAR? I mean, I just love this story. As I said earlier, I, you know, maybe I'm a sucker, but, yeah, this is back to the great privateer days of battlers, you know, who step up, take on the Bathurst 1000, and, yeah, by the sounds of it, he's pretty serious. And it could be really, really good. Yeah, well, if he's talking about bringing out an IndyCar or NASCAR star, then it shows that he's, yeah, very much taking it serious. But I don't know. I think I'd prefer him to take on another Bathurst driver. I'd prefer him to take on another, you know, or or a, at least a local young driver or something. Or someone, someone at least of note, not like, not of zero yeah, but profile. But he probably... He probably will. I mean, possibly. I mean, he couldn't do worse than um, the other local who uh, is a consistent performer up there and things like the the six hour and the 12 hour Schumacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be, uh, he'd be good. He'd be okay. There's also Brad Shields who races yeah. uh, in TCR. There's a few Bathurst style drivers who, uh, who could. Who could get into it? Could you? And I could imagine like the local smash repairer or something sponsoring them. Um, the uh, the local or the the uh, church bar, the uh, that great pizza place. There's plenty of uh, plenty of places they could try and get some local sponsorship from. Well, he's going to have to raise some serious money from somewhere. So I'm sure he's very successful in his business in Bathurst, but he's going to need all of that to mount a a serious effort. That's well, it is backed by DJR but it's very interesting and very strange that DJR are almost a bit sort of arm's length in their association with this effort yeah you know the bloke's bought the car and, and done a deal and he talks about the assistance he's going to get DJR themselves are not you know they're not so outgoing about what they're doing so that's a bit of a puzzle but yeah I all power to him I I reckon it's great yeah, good, and a uh, and an extra entry on the board as well. I saw the V8 sleuth today actually writing a story about the potential fourth wild card out of uh, or with a, with a Walkinshaw car uh, for Matt Charter, who had certainly one year tried to get a wild card, but he was uh, not allowed to compete because of the licensing, and they uh, they didn't mm. grant it to him. So there could be as many as four wild cards out on the out there of course it's the anderson car we've got the lounge super cheap auto entry we've got uh, this this uh, this potential charter uh, wau car and there's one more well that's murph and 
and course. Richie. <laughs> yeah, burr, yeah. Well, that, that's all good, isn't it? You know, I mean, the race doesn't need more entries. You know, if there are only 25 cars, there are 25 cars and they're the best 25 cars in the field. You know, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't buy into this. Oh, we need to go back to the days when we had 50 cars and they all stretch around to the top of the mountain. Yada, 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 yada. You know, there hasn't been a bad Bathurst 1000 since uh, in the supercars era, I don't think. Yeah. So uh... 25 is fine, but, you know, if it's 28 or 29, yeah, more the merrier. But, yeah, it's not, it's not, you get my point. It's not required. Yeah. 25 cars and supercars is generally more than enough. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, cool. So let's, uh, let me just swing back to uh, some of the, the young next crop of talent. We've got Erebus who ran their Who's Next program. And there were uh, two young guys, they had four in total, but there was two young guys uh, who were there uh, that I grabbed. Um, one was a Kiwi uh, because the Kiwi seemed to be the flavor of the month, certainly with Murph and Stanaway. And I uh, also spoke to a young guy, Cole Gerton, who's racing in the Trans Am series. So uh, let me start with Callum Hedge, Kiwi, racing in Porsche at the moment. Uh, one of the leading contenders there. I swear he's only just fallen out of Formula Ford into Carrera Cup and doing a, uh, a really, really strong job up at uh, up at Winton, he I think had qualified on pole or qualified uh, second, and looks like one of the absolute young hot shots of that class. And in such a competitive class, it's easy to stand out. It's also easy to look pretty average as well. So Callum Hedge was a part of this um, Who's Next Erebus Driver program, uh, and I grabbed him for uh, a real quick chat. Here it is. Callum, first time in a supercar here at Winton as part of the Erebus Who's Next program. What were your first thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, completely different to, to what I'm used to racing Porsche this year. Um, engine on a different end of the car and completely different tyre, chassis, everything. Uh, obviously sitting on the other side of the car as well. And uh, big childhood dream come true. Been wanting to drive one of these things since I was about eight years old. Um, but yeah. Really good day. Learned a lot of, of Will and the engineers here at uh, Airbus Motorsport and uh, can't thank them enough for giving me a crack. Yeah, cool. Uh, I just spoke to Barry and he said that of the four guys, you were probably maybe the fastest, but I guess that could kind of come down to the fact that you could probably got a little bit more experience at um, that uh, top level tin tops, uh, but also you were only here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, obviously we raced here a couple of weeks ago and car was dialed I, I felt like I was doing a pretty good job in the, in the thing a couple of weeks ago so I've uh, done a lot of here here on the sim and back in Formula 4 with with Sonic Motor Racing so I've uh, done a lot of laps here feel pretty much comfortable in everything I've driven here so far and I uh, really stoked with the day. So you're doing Porsche full-time uh, this this year it does only seem like a couple of months ago that you were just you're in Formula Ford are you surprised how quickly your career has progressed? Yeah, it's been quick, like, um, we basically went from Formula Ford to Carrera Cup because in 2020 and 2021, most of it got cancelled, so it, during those two years, I only ever did two races, so um, it was a big jump, but um, we did, I've done a lot of lot of testing, but not a lot of race miles, so it's just been getting on top of getting back into use, used to doing race starts and all that stuff, so it's been alright. Cool. Porsche has an awesome 
uh, international program and a program where you can uh, go overseas and do a, a whole bunch of stuff. You're obviously linked up with the Team Porsche New Zealand as well. So opportunities there in that GT world. But you're driving a supercar today. Would you like to be a supercars driver? Is that is that the goal? Uh, well, every uh, Kiwi and Australian racing car driver would love to race supercars, and I think a lot of people would love to go to go to Europe and race across the world in GT racing. So uh, it just depends on what what opportunities come up towards the end of this year. At the moment, we're focused on on Carrera Cup and make sure we put some good results in, and uh, we'll slowly start working on next year's plans in a couple of months. So that was Callum Hedge, and this is Kyle Girton. Kyle races in the Trans Am series and is looking to potentially step up from one type of uh, V8 tin top into another. Now, I found Kyle Girton in the Winton paddock. He's doing the Erebus Who's Next driver test and evaluation. Your first run in a supercar, you regularly drive Trans Am. How did uh, your first few runs go? Yeah, definitely, definitely very different. Um, the biggest thing is getting used to the brakes and just the tyre. Uh, the Hoosier tyre on the Trans Am is very forgiving, whereas this one just, the Dunlop just snaps pretty quickly um, under throttle, so I'm just getting used to that as well. Um, but yeah, completely different beast. So, What's, uh, What are those, so the main difference you think is in the tyre between the Trans Am and Supercar? Main difference, yeah, 100% is the braking and the tyre. Um, just trying to brake, you know, 100 metres later than the Trans Am because <laughs> the Trans Am has really small brakes on them compared to these. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Uh, okay, so uh, so you're here with three others uh, and I guess getting the experience but also showing your skills in front of Erebus. What's the, um, the, the program been like so far and what have you sort of taken out of it? Um, it's been really professionally run at the moment. Well, I'll start that again. It's been really professionally run all together and um, it's good that it hasn't really been like a competition. It's more so the drivers have been working together um, with Erebus to try and you know better each other and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm glad it's not really a competition sort of thing. Yeah, yeah not uh, not quite reality TV. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And is Super 2 Supercars, is that what you want to do? Is that where you see your, your career going? That's what you're aiming for? Um, I mean, hopefully it's a dream, but um, it's you could say Formula One if you like. Oh yeah, you could always say Formula One. <laughs> For me, being 23, uh, I've got to focus on what's really achievable. But um, yeah, supercars. But it just depends on the budget. You know, nowadays things are going through the roof. So just doing whatever I can get my ass into. You know. <laughs> So maybe, folks, that is the future of our racing, our uh, the, our heroes of the sport, Callum Hedge and uh, Kyle Girton there. Uh, okay. If, so if I'm still alive, I look forward to they, yeah, they are talking with them. They're, they're yeah. both pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> both pretty well, young. Will I still be around? Uh, stay uh, tuned. Uh, no, you, well, you, you better be. Jeez, we've got uh, – you can't go anywhere because we've got Monday morning parked up plus – Every every week, all right. So don't think uh, about going nowhere or. Okay. Whatever. Thank you. No, but no, the young blokes like them. Are, the the future is very exciting, and as I said very much earlier in the program, I think there is a looming changing of the guard, and that when we look at supercars, oh, I don't know in three or four years from now, it'll look very very different. You know, we've relied on 
a lot of people for a long time and you know it's possibly time for them to go yeah says he who's been part of the furniture forever but <laughs> you you get you get my point i you know if i were a racing driver i'd be long gone but luckily in uh journo land you can last a bit longer yeah as long as you know how to turn your computer on right oh did i could have i turned it on have oh win <laughs> oh win Very yeah good. what is this this is this zoom thing how did i do that oh i, I don't know no, no you've killed it you killed I, it i do know more than i let on um okay hey now before i let everyone go that uh we've got uh we've got a couple of other little podcasts happening in the in the network our world one of those is the girls on the grid and here's priya richards with a little promo hey there race fans we think parked up is great but if you need a change of pace and tone tune into the girls on the grid podcast with priya richards and tanea mcleod it's all motorsport but spoken from a female point of view girls on the grid every monday on all your favorite podcast platforms uh, so folks have you listened to much of girls on the grid love that show <laughs> Very good. i'm all about equal opportunity no seriously they do. We, they do a good we, job, don't they? We, we, they? They're doing good. We need more women in motorsport, and there are lots of women in motorsport actually, and we certainly need more in the media. But uh, yeah, no, excellent. Yeah, great. And uh, yeah, no, well, girls I, are just know, that, so much that, better looking than dudes as well. So we do need that, way more. Well, of well, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> no. I mean, what I said may sound self-serving, but it's not because I have been working with female journalists in sport, particularly for more than 30 years, going back to the mid eighties, all over the world. And even in radio before that, and you know, that was the big incursion back in the eighties. And maybe, you know, I'm gender, racially, ethnically blind, but they were great pros and I was privileged to work with them and there's no reason whatsoever by why women should not be more prominent, certainly in motorsport or the media generally, and why they aren't more prominent as racing drivers. Well, that's the big question, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. my point is that for most of my professional career, I have worked with many, many great journalists who happen to be female. And uh, yeah, there's... Uh... There is not many, if any, that have uh, come through the motorsport ranks that we've seen that haven't been great at what they do. Now, not uh, not everyone hangs around as long as us two bloody damn fools. But yeah, yeah. nobody will hang around as long as me. I'm like the worst bad smell you've ever invented. Really. Yeah. Uh, All right. And not going not going any anytime soon. All right, folks. So what do we got? So parked up plus five p.m. Every Monday, what do we got for in store this week? What's uh, what beep 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 scoop trailer is going to uh, unload this week? Give us a, give us a little hint. Well, I can't be revealing the scoops, can I? I mean, that would be <laughs> you just don't have the counter, tamed counterproductive, and I just alert all the others. <laughs> but I can exclusively reveal mm -hmm. that we'll probably have a chat with Craig Lowndes the ultimate fan favorite in supercars and as yep. i said uh we'll have a chat with greg murphy and whatever other scuttlebutt is going around well we'll try to be all over it so you won't know 
until you give it a try next Monday afternoon. Perfect. All right. Well, we look forward to that, folks. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. Uh, very insightful, as always. Get back to your uh, cup of tea or red wine or whatever it might be that you're <laughs> sipping on at this cup point. Of, yeah, cup of tea. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> no, right. no. Well, I got to say, Grant Parked Up is my second favorite podcast. All right. Thank you. Well, then, while you're uh, sipping that. Uh, cup of whatever it is and you uh and you can enjoy uh enjoy this and all the ones we've got coming on of course girls on the grid uh every monday morning that'll get you through until park up plus at 5 p.m uh and we've got this podcast and possibly another one coming real soon too uh we'll let you know next week uh in the meantime Ooh, have a great week expansion of network R. thank you for coming on mark fogarty we'll uh we'll, we'll hear from you soon good on you grant bye You've just listened to another Network R production. 